the abolishment movement really got started after that post, after it blew up and people were starting to talk more about their experiences in Greek life. How would you feel knowing that you might end up having to like make that call to a friend and say, hey, I think I have to contact Tracy? I'm multimedia editor Jaden Satinstein, and you're listening to Editor's Note, Student Life's weekly podcast breaking down our biggest stories with the reporters and editors that covered them. Those are just a few of the major campus stories Student Life covered this fall. As we look back on this strange semester, I talked to Student Life Editor-in-Chief Senior Emma Baker to discuss the moments that mattered to the WashU community. So first off, looking back, what were some of our biggest stories of the semester? I think in retrospect, what made this semester reporting so interesting is that we effectively had one central story to figure out and and explore, which was how does COVID impact campus and how are students and faculty and staff impacted by by the pandemic. And I think within that, we found a lot of layers to not just the student experience in terms of people being distant learners or having to recalibrate how they consider themselves to be students, but we found a lot of of layers that impacted, I think, broader elements of campus. So when we look at stories from this past semester, I think I see a, a general progression in terms of how the university responded to COVID and how they continue to respond. So I, I think back to, it must have been mid-August at this point, um, we had one of our reporters covering how housing was impacting students and the abrupt changes that Residential Life had announced in terms of people's assignments. And so. Um, uncovering that scramble and figuring out how students were adjusting and making plans in terms of where they would be learning invited us to story on how residential advisors and RAs and WUSOs would be handling that transition. And so there was a nice sequence of stories that I think we uncovered while covering COVID. Mm -hmm. And a lot of uh, the stories that we reported related to activism, whether different initiatives or protests, How has the university's response to activism during COVID been similar or different from their reactions to prior efforts? I think that's a question that we're still trying to learn the answer to. The most, I think, distilled way to put it, and that this is true for just the world right now, is that COVID is not a great equalizer of any sorts. It exacerbates inequalities. It exacerbates the needs to support um, vulnerable peoples and, and issues that impact how people's well-being are, are defined. And so I think a lot of the activism that we saw, whether it be in response to critiquing OPD's positions on campus and, and their role to um, racial justice and socioeconomic equity, all of these conversations have happened before on campus, um, but in, in certain in certain capacities. I think there's an urgency that motivates student activism this semester as students really had to, to figure out a lot of things for themselves. And, and I think that was true starting from spring break in March when we saw this emergence of mutual aid um, happening between students and, and other faculty and staff members, you know, from things being like, hey, I have storage if you need storage, to I have a bed and a couch if you don't have a place to stay that is safe for you. And so I think a lot of that mutual um, aid and, and care speaks to how student activism really unites students and, and unites people in need. I think the administrative response has been very typical 
I think if we examine their response to specific demands and specific requests, there is a pattern of generating committees and action groups and people who study issues. And I think to the question of how does student activism change in this conversation, I think we saw an increased commitment and realization that we are a fundamentally unequal campus. Um, and we have an obligation to make a better, more equitable space for everyone who's a part of this community. And I think a lot of that involves petitioning the administration to also change how they respond to those things. In addition to the natural shifts due to COVID, have you noted any major changes at WashU this semester? Specific to just student activism and student change, I think we've seen a fundamental shift in conversations about structures on campus. And so my most immediate reference point to that is the conversation surrounding Greek life um, and that role on campus and, and how in, in a lot of capacities that structure exists to reinforce inequities on campus. And I think conversations like that, once again, to use that word urgency, because of this just explosion of, of um, experiences and people being very vulnerable with what they had experienced and what they had um, gone through in many instances through platforms like Instagram and other, other online spaces. I think the humanization of that story in the universe and, and the inviting of other people into that story gave a different perspective on how and if and when do we abolish campus as an example. How do you think that next semester in the spring may be different from this one? We've seen, you know, a lot of similarities in terms of the actual plan for how spring courses and things will be conducted, but are there any things that you foresee changing? I think at this point, online learning as a concept is not wholly novel to students and to professors. Um, we have all experienced roughly a semester and a half of that to the point of the next semester's beginning. And so I think the comfortability around that will inform how the student academic experience is defined in the spring semester. I think especially when we consider the wellness days that were assigned and the student backlash surrounding the lack of time off and that sorts of things and the tension in that conversation. I think um, we'll see students and faculty and staff who are really burned out, I think in a way that we should be cognizant of and, and concerned about. Um, but then I also go back to, I think there's, I think it's okay to say there's a lot of hope now with respect to a vaccine and to an end of a pandemic that I don't think was always the case this semester. And I know this might be a bit like picking children, but do you have <laughs> any personal favorite <laughs> stories from this fall? Oh, goodness. Um, I think the fun thing about my job is that I get to like all of the stories that we write and all the, all the, <laughs> the content that we produce. Right. I think in, in looking through all of the stories that we've been able to do. I won't give you a story, but I think we came together at this at the opening of, of this semester with the understanding that this story, this being how does COVID-19 impact Washington University is a remarkably human story. 
And we saw through every iteration of reporting, the centering of, of that experience and of that, I think humanity throughout all of this. And so I think our best work is the work that lifts those voices. And I think across all sections, editors were able to find that. And I think that was the one of the most important parts when we thought about how do we cover this. Um, so I think features and stories and, and experience pieces that do that to its best degree are the ones that are the most impactful. And I think we were able to do all that we could to make that happen. So not a favorite one, not a favorite child, but a favorite genre of child, if you'll take that. Yes. No, I knew, I knew that'd be a hard question to ask, but I was, I was curious. <laughs> Podcast, so, but it's just always fantastic. Right, right. <laughs> what, what else is there? <laughs> So just to finish off, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wanted to add? I think what is so important about what we do at Student Life is its acuteness to our community and our readers. And I, I take a lot of value and a lot of acknowledgement of the fact that we are not just reporters and writers on stories. We are students who are very often living the experiences that we're covering, especially during COVID. And so... I think just once again, the still semester has been a lesson, I think, for a lot of our reporting and in, in making it a compassionate and, and empathetic endeavor. And I hope to see that continue into the spring. Editors Note will be back next semester to break down our biggest stories in the spring. For Student Life Media, I'm Jaden Satinstein.